Welcome to the Relaxed Dog Podcast. The podcast where the dogs are the stars of the show. Welcome to episode 80 of the Relaxed Dog Podcast, sponsored by therelaxeddog.com. Thank you very much for finding this show. I am your host, Robert Ober, and I hope that you and your dog are well. My guest this week is Michael Overly, and he's going to tell us all about Indigo. But first, in some doggy news, we go to Bolivia, and a couple is increasing their social media following a couple by the name of Scooter and Falco. Reason why? Scooter is a wheelchair cat and Falco is a three-legged dog and their guardians have taken to putting some pictures and videos of their hiking adventures in the Bolivian mountains. So it's an interesting partnership there. And if there are any listeners on from Tucson, Arizona in the US, at the uh, University of Arizona, the Arizona Canine Cognition Center is looking for kids aged between 8 and 10 for a study on the interaction between children and dogs. Uh, If you want to contact them and be involved, they would appreciate it. And if you haven't already seen the trailers, there's a new movie coming out in a couple of weeks called Dog, and it stars Channing Tatum as an army ranger, and also has a military service dog they're calling Lulu, who is a Belgian Malinois. Uh, The trailer looks like it's going to be a great movie, but for those listening, if you are thinking about getting a Malinois, do a little bit of breed research, and remember, it's a movie. And now, here's this week's interview. Welcome to the Relaxed Dog Podcast. I am here with Michael Overly. How are you today? I'm fantastic. Thank you so much for having me on. Oh, it is a pleasure. So, um, whereabouts in the world are you? I am up in the States, Fort Collins, Colorado. A nice area. Uh, it's beautiful. I live right near the foothills, so it's, it's very pretty. Very nice. And uh, who is going to be our subject today? Indigo. Indigo. And she's already relaxed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so. Very nice. So, as per usual, I'm going to ask you to take us back in time to just before you and Indigo met. And talk to us and tell us about the hows and whys that that happened. Mm. Oh, great story. Um, and it's, it's pretty recent, actually. So I lost my dog, Darby, 
earlier this year in May. Um, he got real sick real quick, and we decided not to, you know, make make it painful and last for him. So, um, it would, yeah, it was it was amazing. He um, he was an incredible dog. He was a catalyst for all the, the massive change in my life over the last four and a half years. Mm-hmm. Um, taught me so many lessons. So I I wanted to grieve him. I wanted to feel everything that, that came along with that instead of just running out and getting another dog just to comfort myself. Um, and I, I started to look a little more and, and mention it a little more. And, and my partner, Dana, um, was freaking fantastic. She said, uh, what's that one place up in, it's a town called Wellington. She goes, what was that? You were, you said you talked to a woman up there and it was about something completely different. She goes, let's go, let's go take a look. And, you know, brought home this, this beautiful dog as a foster overnight. And that was it. Um, but it, it was, I had to, I had to be ready. And it's, um, it's a behavior or a trait that I had, hadn't shown in my past, right? I, I wanted to be comforted. I wanted to just not feel the pain and the loss and, and allow myself to grieve. So this is a really different experience for me. And, uh, and this dog is so smart. She has outsmarted me many times. She's very bright. Um, she's a Belgian shepherd and she's, and she looks kind of like a Malinois sometimes, depending on the angle. Anyway, mm-hmm. she's got, she's got some kind of bloodline as a, as a serious working dog. So that is very different for me. I've had like sporting dogs. Um, so we're, we're working through some stuff, trying to, trying to find a way to, to coexist together. Oh, nice. So, Tell us about going up to the the shelter and the and the foster. Was it sort of like a prearranged that this was the one particular dog, or did you was there a choice, or did she pick you? Um. Well, that's a great question too. So I after I spoke to this woman about um, something completely unrelated. She had called in for um, to a place where I work part time. Um, it was about heating and air conditioning for this shelter. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I had spoken with her, but something kept prompting me to, you know, every once in a while, I just go back and, and hop on the site and look. And every time I went on and I saw this girl's picture, I was just like, oh. and I would catch my breath. I was like, wow, that dog's really something. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Don't eat your dog right now. Anyway, I did this multiple times. So when we went to go up there, um, they asked, who do you want to see? And so I said, I want to see this girl right here. And they brought her out from, you know, it was like a kind of like an arena, an open arena area. And they, they walked her out from where um, she was kenneled. And I just felt this like palpable energy. It was like, Oh my God, this dog's incredible. She's really powerful. And uh, yeah, that was the start of it. Wow. Oh, I see. Nice. R- roughly how old was she when you got her? Um, I think she's about two. Okay. And yep. Yeah. She just came, she just came to me in October. Mm-hmm. So, um, so she's yeah, very energetic. Um, we're, we're trying to find some healthy outlets for that. Um, yeah. Again, very smart. Did you get much backstory on her? Uh, no, no. I, I know that she had been fostered for seven months with a family um, who just absolutely loved her, but they had to move and couldn't take her with them. So I knew she was cared for. Um, 
you can tell she, she's okay in the house. <laughs> she's really sweet. She's calm. Um, my, my mom lives with me. I have an elderly mom that lives with me. And she's really sweet and gentle with my mom. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she's just got this incredible love streak. Outside of the house um, is, is a different story. So I don't know. Um, I know she got bounced around a little bit. I don't know if it's from candle to candle to candle or home to home. Mm-hmm. But um, she hasn't had a, a true long-term stay. So that's what I'm providing for her now. Ah, beautiful. That, how was the first few days of coming into your place, bringing her back? Oh, challenging. <laughs> quite challenging um you could find her on the dining room table looking out the window <laughs> um she wasn't it was interesting she wasn't you know chewing things up and being destructive but um she let me know at times when she didn't like something she you know she peed a couple times in the place but she did it in the bathroom okay which is was really fascinating because she, she's like oh i get this is where i'm supposed to go um, one time, uh, my partner and I were, were just enjoying each other, chatting and hanging out. And she was interrupting. And I know she didn't have to go to the bathroom because we had just been out. So she disappeared for a while and she came back. And I went, I walked into the bathroom and stepped in. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> so she did that a couple of times just to let me know that she, um, that I wasn't paying attention. Mm. So yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm better at, you know, realizing her cues and maybe she might need something. Um, and she, she needed a lot of safety and security when she first got here. And I didn't, I didn't realize that I wasn't picking up on that. So she was just letting me know. Mm -hmm. So when she first came into the house, it's like free range or did you have a, a crate for her or? Yeah, no, no crate. Um, I didn't know if she'd even been crate trained at all. Mm -hmm. And with, you know, coming into a brand new place, being removed from where she was again, I wasn't going to throw her in a crate. Nice. Yeah. I said, there's nothing in this house I can't repair or replace. (laughs) So, yeah. So where is Indigo's spot in the house? Um, She's got a couple. You saw the one right here. She (laughs) loves this couch. Um, she also, I, you know, it's a little chilly here, so I've got a fire going sometimes. It's a blanket in front of a, a wood burning stove, and she hangs out there sometimes. Um, at night, she's on my bed. Yep. And that's from day one. Yeah. Uh, yep. I, I, I just left. I didn't invite her up. I said, you can sleep wherever you want. And she jumped up there, and I'm like, okay. Uh, beautiful. And do you have a, a yard area for her? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've got a, it's a nice little yard. It's not, it's not gigantic. I don't own a lot of property or anything, but she's got room to go run around and um, uh, chase the squirrels a little bit if she wants to, which mm-hmm. she does. Um, we have deer that come right up to the fence. Sometimes the deer come into the yard. So um, yeah, be careful when I let her out. <laughs> okay. And, and yeah. how were her first few times in the, in the yard and, exploring things um it well it was interesting i i wanted to um i wanted to see how she felt about you know where where she was on this you know i'm i'm in charge drive and um so i went out when it was still dark and i 
I peed in all these spots around the yard. I marked the yard up. <laughs> she went and hit every single one of them and pissed over them. It was really interesting. So we've done that a few times and um, now we're, we're kind of getting, getting our place. But uh, I mean, this girl can jump. I've held a stick up way up over my head and, you know, seven, eight, maybe seven feet in the air and she can grab it. So I know she can jump. My fence is only four feet, four feet, but she hasn't tried to get out once. Okay. So yeah, I still won't leave her outside for a long period of time by herself just because um, she has a really strong prey drive and we're working with her and, you know, being able to approach other dogs appropriately. Uh, nice. And the other animals that visit your yard? Um, yeah, she wants to eat them. <laughs> yeah. The other day there was a deer on the other side of the fence. Um, and she walked over to the door, tap, she tapped, I swear to God, like she was like knocking, she taps on the glass and looks at me. It's a sliding glass door. And, uh, and I said, what? And she tapped again and looked outside. I was like, Oh, there's deer. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Um, introductions have not been formally made because I think she might even try and take one down. Mm-hmm. And what about those first few sort of like local walks and introducing it to the, the new neighborhood? How did that go? Um, oh, she pulls. Oh my gosh, she pulls. She's really strong. Um, a lot of it's curiosity. A lot of it's she's never been properly trained. So um, we started small, just just cruising, you know, small area in the neighborhood, then branched out a little bit. Anytime we go somewhere new, her excitement goes up. So I'm, I'm better at catching that state of mind now because she, she gets really um, driven mm-hmm. to go discover. So um, the local area now is, is fine and more relaxed for her. I think it's, I don't know, there's a sense of security that she knows the area. Okay. And would I be right in saying it's sort of like not quite rural, but semi-rural-ish or mm-hmm. larger, yeah. larger blocks? Yeah. I mean, I, I back up to a farm. Okay. Yep. Nice. So yeah, there's, there's right on the other side of the fence is 38 acres. Um, and then I've got this unobstructed view of, of the foothills. So that's beautiful. Yeah. Nice. A lot of, a lot of nice things for her to uh, take into her uh, factory system. And- oh yes. Yeah. There's one, there's chickens to, you know, through the neighbor's fence and such. So she'll stand there and like, Hmm, I wonder what that would taste like. Um, <laughs> But she's never, you know, at first she was real excited about him, and now she's kind of like, oh, it's the chickens. The chickens. So, yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, come across any other sort of animals when you're out for a walk locally? Um, well, other dogs. And um, we've been uh, just west of here, maybe about half a mile um, up a dirt road. Uh, we encountered some large bucks, you know, male, male um, mule deer. And uh, she was really, really intrigued. At first, she, she, she looked at them and she looked at me and I'm like, yeah, those are deer. And she looked like, you know, she's like, oh, that's a lot of steak. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, we run into all kinds of, you know, we got raccoons that run around. Um, so she finds their, whole, their dens and holes and stuff. So she gets pretty, pretty interested in, in all this stuff. She's very, very scent oriented. Uh, excellent. Dude. Do any sort of like nose work with her or plan to? Um, I have not. I've had a couple of people suggest that, and I just I have not put the time into that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I'm doing other things to try and train her just so we can connect better here. And then I'll institute something else like that. Okay. Yeah. I did take her to an, um, an agility course and she just, you know, she has no problem going way up high on things and doing the big a frames and, and yeah. So she, she loves to discover. So I don't know if it might be a scent worker or maybe a search and rescue type thing, but yeah, there's something else there for her. She needs a job basically. Mm-hmm. I think quite often the it's waiting to see what they want to do rather than sort of like putting on what we want a certain dog to, to do. And sometimes it, it, you think it's kind of supposed to fit, but it doesn't because yeah, yeah. It not, not not all dogs, they're not all stereotypes to do the things that we see on in the movies, put it that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I, w- I want her to like fully, fully relax into this situation and um, whatever semblance of routine we have so that she can be safe making other decisions for herself. We, we, we treat dogs a lot of times like they, that they're not smart. Oh, that dumb dog's stupid. They're a lot more intelligent than we think. It's just an intelligence Absolutely. we can't qualify, right? We can't give them a test and expect them to answer an essay. Um, they have a different way of being. So allowing her to find her rhythm in all of that, then I think we'll have a better idea of where we can go. Uh, nice, nice. And which way, is there any particular sort of activities you think she's leaning towards preferring at the moment? Um, she likes being able to get up on things and um, she doesn't mind jumping off of things. So I don't know if it's going to be um, some type of search and rescue again. She's really oriented towards that, which also involves scent work. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I get kind of a feeling towards that direction, though, but nothing, nothing's locked in. Wow. Oh. Excellent. And you've got a fair few sort of like clubs and things like that around there for if she, you know, goes down that track. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually, I know a woman who has a um, canine training center and you can actually reserve time in this. I think it's about a half an acre. Um, so it's a pretty good amount of space. And she's got agility course set up as well as other obstacles for training. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. What about uh, things like with uh, water? She loves the water. Loves the water? Um, yeah. I took her to a, a dog park we have not not too far from here. Um, and luck- luckily, nobody else was there because you know, this is when she first came into my life. And I was, you know, letting her roam around this. It was a large pond, I would, I would say. And... I was working on just on recall, you know, calling her in and, you know, I, I would move and make her move with me. And then at one point she's like, screw it. And she, <laughs> she dove right in the water and swam right across. I'm like, okay, not afraid to swim. Um, took her on a hike up to a reservoir and I was standing on a rock. I was maybe, I don't know, two and a half feet off, off the water. I was holding onto the leash, just enjoying the view, and she dove into the lake and almost pulled me in. <laughs> She's like, "I'm hot. I need to go in." So yeah, so she loves the water. She has an affinity for it. So oh, nice. And just in the lakes or ponds, and what about sort of like rivers and ever any trips to the to a beach or? Yeah, I mean, when there's a big river that runs runs through our area, so yeah. 
it's, there's a great little park that has like, um, it's a fish hatchery lake on one side. And then the other side is a large river. So, I mean, with, within, I don't know, 50, 60 meters of each other, you've got two nice bodies of water. So it's fun to go over there. Okay. Excellent. Does that sort of like uh, also transition into things like bath time and stuff like that? Or Yeah. Yeah. And I don't mind that she gets wet or likes to get wet. Um, a lot of people bathe their dogs way too frequently. They don't, mm-hmm. you know, you're starting to smell like a dog. Well, it's a dog, right? <laughs> yep. So you know, all those scented, fluffy, perfumey stuff. I remember I, I had a, a lab Newfoundland mix years ago and I had to go to an unscented shampoo because he, it would, their sense of smell is so strong. We think it's pretty, but it, it may not, it may, you know, cause them to feel ill. We just don't realize what we're doing. Um, he would drag himself around the yard and through the juniper bushes and all these crazy things after we bathed him. Cause he, he's like, get this off of me. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, in, you know, really interesting. Like, Oh, okay. Maybe a dog is supposed to actually be a dog. Uh, got me there. Absolutely. It's also, I think very beneficial for their, you know, their skin and their natural oils to actually allow to have a little bit of you know, time on them rather than just getting scrubbed off all the time with artificial stuff. Yeah. Um, other things like uh, maintenance on nails, how is she with that? Um, they're actually, they are starting to get a tiny bit long on, in the front. Um, I think that's because of her, her back legs are working so hard when she pulls hard, mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, yeah, we'll, we'll give her a little trim coming up here. Not bad at all. So I'm, I'm, I'm getting better at um, walking her more frequently. And it's not just like one big walk a day, multiple times a day. I think mm-hmm. it really worked for her. So I need to make it work for me. Okay. Do you have any favorite toys? Uh, she loves sticks out sticks. in the backyard. <clears throat> yeah, loves the sticks. I I had other stuff that I, you know, make available for her and try and play with her with, and she's kind of eh, eh. So yeah, she's not she's not real toy driven, which mm-hmm. is fine. She's very much um, let's get the heck out of the house driven. It's okay. What about um, any particular games and things like that? Uh, well, there was one that I was doing with her and realized later that it was making my own training with her more difficult. And it was like chase, <laughs> right? So um, she'd have an object and, and want me to chase her around to try and get it in the backyard, which was great exercise because I could never catch her. Um, so just, you know, zooming around and, and having a ball and stopping and waiting for me to get close. Um, so it's that, that playful, she's got the super playful side. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I've had to temper that because if I actually wanted her to stop and come, she wouldn't because that's not part of the game. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, Oh, I'm making this harder on myself. Yeah. Yeah. I think sometimes it's to integrate the different behaviors of what we want from a dog. So um, a lot of time we send confusing signals like in the middle of a game like that, all of a sudden now I need you to come to me and the dog's well, hang on, we're playing in this game. <laughs> And the challenge is that the okay one 
behaviour or the the period of the game should stop. We've finished now, and now I need you to come. But that's the, something that a lot of people need more training with. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and it's it's interesting. I mean, we don't necessarily need to learn how to train the dog better. We need to train ourselves yes. to train the dog yep. better. <laughs> it's like oh yeah, I um. You know, I had some difficulty with her and um, it's not my first go around, right? She's my fourth rescue dog. And I, I got, I'm saying over my head I, and I was getting frustrated, didn't know what to do. So I, I reached out and hired a, a you know, high, high level professional trainer. And uh, right off the bat, she's like, you got to, you know, your energy is, you get all frustrated. You do this, you do that. And she's not going to listen to you or respect you because she's really strong. Why would she want to follow you? Cause you're, you know, you're all grumpy. Um, that's a that little bit more of a, a challenge with a better than average intelligent dog. Mm. Yeah. No softy here. She, um, <laughs> What I got was, um, it was interesting. I got from her that I was not respecting her and I was just trying to, you know, enforce my will. I was like, oh, that's really interesting. Okay. So I took a step back. I said, well, let's, let's find out what works for you. Uh, Nice to hear. Yeah. So um, when you're going out to different areas in the car, Travel all right in the car, and and where's her spot? No, she does not. No, she is not awesome in the car. <laughs> I actually bought a seat belt, something that clicks into the the belt, the buckle, and attaches to her collar because um, her prey drive. When something is moving by quickly, she feels the need to chase it. So that made for some pretty uncomfortable car rides initially. Mm. <laughs> you know, you get this super strong dog bouncing around inside of the vehicle. <clears throat> so I don't take her on as many car rides right now. Mm-hmm. And um, we're, we're working on just kind of calming down her nervous system um, and allowing things not to be chased. So. Okay. Um, what about food and, and feeding? Any sort of like anything in particular that she has or. Yeah. Enjoys? It, well, it's interesting. She's super picky. Um, my last dog, I fed him almost exclusively raw. And he, you know, he was just this, this little crazed carnivore when food came into it. <clears throat> He'd try and eat through the bottom of the bowl every single time. <laughs> now, his situation was he came from a dog fighting ring. Um, and he was a, they're using him as a bait dog. So he had to fight for food. So when food came, he, he nailed it because you never know, might not get another chance. And that's just something that stuck with him. Um, she'll walk, come up and, and then walk away. <laughs> <laughs> so she's not, uh, you know, I tried to, you know, control the food, control the dog. And she's like, yeah, whatever, pal. Um, yeah, she'll, she'll just skip it. Like she'll just not eat all day because she doesn't want to. Um, I'm still trying to figure out what some of that's about, but um, I, I buy her the best food that I can. She won't eat this really expensive, great, you know, organ meat, bone meal based raw food that I had from my other dog. 
she mostly turns her nose up at it or spits it out on the, she'll take it out of the bowl and drop it on the floor. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, okay. So, um, I think she's just had kibble forever. So I've gone back to the best kibble I can buy and and we're doing that right now. Although she's letting me integrate um, some raw eggs and do some other things. Ah, good. Excellent. Yep. Yeah. Could just be a little bit of a, a longer road to get back to the raw. It will. It will. Um, yeah, and I'm actually a certified pet food nutrition specialist, so I learned quite a bit about it in raw feeding and, and, and all of that. Mm-hmm. But um, she's like, nah, I'm good with this right now. So I'm like, okay. Oh. Um, gonna, well, speaking of the, the feeding, I'm going to ask you to complete the sentence. I, I can't believe my dog ate a squirrel butt. A squirrel, a squirrel butt. <laughs> I guess it smelled better than the other end. <laughs> you have to explain that one just a little bit more. <laughs> um, why would you start with that end if you got a squirrel? <laughs> I can't qualify that. Um, I'd probably start at the head. <laughs> <laughs> So was it uh, one she caught or one that was already? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, she caught many of them. No. No. <laughs> no. No. These are these are tough mountain squirrels. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, has she got any peculiar habits? Um. That's a great question. <clears throat> Peculiar? No. No, no nothing, nothing strange or that I guess nothing that I haven't witnessed before in, in my other dogs in some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. Um, well, no, that's not true. So she does love to play like I put a hand underneath the blanket or a sheet. And she gets excited because she can't see exactly whatever it is. So she, um, she really likes to do that. She gets all crazy excited. She gets all <laughs> spun up and she'll do, she'll do like a 360 flip spin on the bed. Okay. It's just triggering that, in, that inquisitive nature of, yeah, what could it be? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And luckily she hasn't ripped my hand off. <laughs> She, um, I mean, she's, she's got this incredible bite strength, I'm sure. And she, she, she'd been super gentle anytime, mm-hmm. you know, her hand would land on me. So, yeah. Okay. Um, I know you said before that, uh, having doing many car rides, has she gone on any sort of longer trips anywhere with you on a, on any sort of like a vacation or anything like that? No, not yet. Not yet. Like I said, she's only been here a couple months. Okay. Haven't haven't taken any long excursions, um, but it's interesting in the car. After about twenty minutes, <clears throat> excuse me, if we're not doing stop and go traffic like in town, mm-hmm. um, she'll calm down, and then she'll just lay down in the back seat. Okay. So yeah, now I've actually had her in the front seat with me, um, and again, when, once we're going. And just kind of holding that speed for a while. She's like, oh, okay, we're good. And then she'll lay down and go to sleep. Hmm. 
she do you think she's got any favorite spots that you've taken her to yes yeah she loves um anytime we can get near the the perimeter of this farm out here she wants to go in there so badly she wants to go explore like because she can smell so um when she first got here <clears throat> excuse me there were, you know, cows and llamas and goats and, you know, all these animals out there. And she so badly wanted to go, um, maybe not hang out with them, but she, she, wanted, she wanted to go to where they are. So she has this thing that she wants to go in this farm and we're not allowed, but she gets all excited when we walk on the perimeter of that. Okay. What's the, if, I, if the first thing that comes into your sort of mind when you think so far of the, the happiest moment that you've had with her? Mm. Um, probably on, on a hike when there was nobody around and there was not much going on. She was out with, um, with Dana and I, and we, we found this little spot next to this Creek and she, she sat and just, and just looked and she's, everything slowed down and she wasn't, you know, she wasn't spazzy and, and all excited, she sat and just calm and closed her eyes and just and just turned her nose into the wind a little bit. Mm-hmm. And she's like, it was like, I'm home, right? Like I'm 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 a wolf back in the forest kind of thing. And and it was just beautiful. Oh, really nice. Did you have any other animals at home? Currently, no, she's okay. the only animal here. Anyone? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How's things going between Indigo and your mom? Oh, outstanding. Yeah, she and she listens to my mom pretty well, too. You know, mom can't walk her, and that's okay. But if Indigo's out in the yard, mom says, Indigo, you got to come in. She comes right in. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's, she's, really, she's protective of her, too. Um, we had to have a guy come look at the, the cable. Uh, for the internet and she let the guy know don't even freaking think about it because i'll rip your head off (laughs) um and stay protective of her um one time mom wasn't feeling well indigo went and laid in bed with her and cuddled up with her because she knew she wouldn't she didn't feel good i mean she's just she's really sweet with her Mm, they're very intuitive Mm -hmm. she developed any friendships with any other dogs that you've come across regularly or mm, yeah so the the people that used to live next door had three huskies and early on it was more like you know <laughs> um especially the, the oldest male he was big 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 male um and very you know alpha type behavior and he felt he had to protect so you know i get it and they would butt heads a little bit and luckily we never let him actually get spend any time together um but the other two were, were younger ones and they had just had this completely different energy and, and she wanted to play with them so badly after a while. And I could walk her right up to them, out, even out front. And she got to a point where she could just stop and let herself be sniffed, you know, you know, a dog on each side, which is a little intimidating. And she did great with them. Um, there's a new, a new family over there now and they've got a little, little black dog. He's a something mix. I don't know what he is. He's cute as hell. His name is Disco. Um, <laughs> And she just immediately is like, oh, I want to play, I want to play, I want to play. So that's really comforting for me. She's got a little buddy over here. Oh, very, very nice. Yeah. So 
what would a say typical sort of day when you were at home, like a weekend, sort of be with her? Mm. Um, we would get out later because we're hanging out. Um, she's funny. Sometimes she'll get. I get up very early. I get up about three thirty in the morning. Um, That's early. Some sometimes she'll get up with me and, go, and we'll go outside and stare at the stars and the moon. Um, other times she'll like ah. And she'll just go right back to bed. <laughs> so I could be out here for a couple of hours and she's still sleeping. She's just snocker. So she's really interesting. Um, you know, I, I let her kind of, in a lot of ways, just do what she wants to do as far as those things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. She's funny. But um, yeah, the weekend, um, we'll get out for, a, you know, start the day with a nice long walk and get out and really sniff stuff. And I like going early when it's, you know, there's less traffic and less, less people out and about and less distractions for her that way right now, because we're still working on a lot of things. Um, and I like it when it's cold and quiet because people stay inside. <laughs> <laughs> just going to say, cause you're getting into the, the cooler time of year now. Mm-hmm. Do you, have you noticed any change in her? Cause you would have got her during the summer. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess my routine would be a little different if it's lighter earlier and be getting out earlier. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, you know, right now after, you know, on the days I work, when I come home, um, I have to take her out after it's dark again. So sometimes, you know, we don't see a whole lot of sunlight, um, when we're out together. So that's kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. Uh, when, when she first got here, I would, I would come home for lunch and, and at least spend some time with her or get her out, um, you know, spin her around the block kind of thing, just to, just to get her discharged a little bit. Okay. Um, so how cold does it get there? Um, yesterday morning, it was uh, 13 degrees Fahrenheit. So it gets a little chilly. We get, you know, sub-zero temperatures here, Fahrenheit. So Get much yeah. snow? We have none. None. It's, it's the it's the craziest winter I've ever seen. It's dry out there. Okay. Do you think her energy levels have changed as it's got colder? Or, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, animals are much better at living with the seasons, right? Just going with the flow of life. So she tends to um, seems like she's a little more relaxed actually with the longer dark hours, and she's settling in here too. So I get that. Mm-hmm. Oh, excellent. Have you ever been worried about something that she's, any sort of behavior that she's sort of exhibited? Absolutely. Um, the first couple of weeks, I, I was like, oh my God, what have I gotten myself into? <clears throat> you know, I, I hope she never hurts anybody or attacks another dog. And, um, and I realized I was, those are kind of my fears. And she may not be, you know, a, a, a beautiful little cuddly lap dog for every person she meets. And that's fine. Um, I had an idea in my head based on how, I mean, my last dog's behavior that he could, he could approach anybody. Um, you know, kids would just, would just climb all over him. He'd just stand there. Mm-hmm. So um, understanding that I need to respect her, her needs right now um, was, was a little bit of an ego slapper for me. Mm-hmm. If it- Ever had any sort of like instances where there's been that sort of like, oh, hang on, there's a bunch of kids coming and you need to give each other space? Um, not so much with the kids. 
she's, she seems to actually do okay. Like, um, but there hasn't been like a whole gang of them. Yep. Um, but it's, it's mostly when there's another dog coming from straight on. Straight on. Yep. Yeah. So there's, there's that challenge there. And then, so the leash reactivity, oh, um, being able to interrupt that state of mind, um, immediately is, is what's made a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sometimes we'll, we'll snap her out of it. Maybe I'll turn, go to the direction. Um, other times I'll make her sit and face another direction. So she's not fixating on the, on the other dog. Oh, oh nice. Um, it's any particular like style or the, the main type of training that you're using with her. So, before we go out, I make sure we're calm. It's not, you know, hey, let's go for, you know, you want to go for a walk? You want to go for a walk? I'm not getting her pumped up before we go because I, with her, as soon as I get out the door, I've already lost because she's so freaking amped up. So, like, I may put her collar on and then I'll walk into another room, you know, so I'm not creating this anticipation. And then I'll come back and I might put my jacket on and then I'll walk away again. So that she has to sit and wait. Mm-hmm. So if 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 I understand that by controlling my energy and not getting hers ramped up before we go, we have a much better time of it. I like it. It's a nice nice technique. Yeah. So, um, I was going to say, didn't you sort of like sad emotional type thing that that you've experience with her or not really um i guess more of a, a a coming from a fearful place when you know when she hadn't been here very long and um being really frustrated and and hoping that we could find a way to work it out because she's just she's a wonderful dog at times and other times she's she's not so fun to be around um and knowing that I wanted to dedicate whatever it took to um, making sure that she received a, a, a permanent place to stay and could could live in a way that benefited everybody. And I, so I, I was, that. I think I was really afraid that I wouldn't be able to make that happen. And that's when I was like, oh, I need, I need help. Actually, I need help. So. Excellent. Um, what about general health? Oh, she's healthy as can be. She's fantastic. Um, but if I don't meet all these different needs that she has, then, then, I've, then I've seen that she can be a little, um, not grumpy. I call it sparky. <laughs> she gets sparky. She loves to play. She wants to play more. So trying to mitigate um, her approach with some dogs in, in, in the hope that she can learn to, to get along better quicker um, that's what we're working towards because she needs more dogs and, and friends to play with. Okay. Well, that's good. So no, no trips to the vet yet. No, no. And she, she'd received full, um, full care and, and, and checkup when, where she was at the, uh, the rescue that she came from. Mm-hmm. So anything else coming to mind uh, that you'd like to share an experience that, that you two of you've had? Hmm. Yeah, she she has swung me from um, from angry and frustrated to 
in just incredibly gentle and tender in a, in a very short amount of time. Mm-hmm. Um, she can so quickly go from this, you know, to this, this, this calm, sweet animal. And it's a good, re- remember, um, a good way to remember for myself that, um, if I get caught up and I'm all fired up and crazy cranky that I can, I can very quickly deescalate that and come from a different place. Ah, sort of like answered what I was going to ask next to say, what would be the, the one of the key lessons that, that, you've learned from her that's sort of like a two-in-one answer <laughs> um yeah we can expand on that a little bit so she she's taught me to get out of my you know i'm i'm in charge ego-driven mindset and wanting her to behave a certain way like she needs to fit this formula you know and it's like how we've been you know how we've been raised by mother father teacher preacher we've we've taken all these things on and believe we have to behave a certain way. So I demand the same of her. Right. And um, yeah, she's, she's an individual. She's an independent, beautiful sentient being. So um, being respectful and understanding what she needs has been huge for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a, a, an area where I think a lot more people need to be conscious of and and also just not take them for granted. Yeah. Well, people, they don't understand that when their dog is barking, they might be actually trying to tell them something. We just don't want the noise or we're, we're embarrassed because our neighbors are going to get upset or whatever it is. It's like, well, what? go see what they're barking at. Instead of just opening the door and start yelling because they're probably going, hey, they're, they're joining in. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I mean, take take some interest. You know, they're incredibly sensitive to so many things out in the environment. Maybe they're trying to show you something. Oh. Um, do you, you want to let people know what you do and any of your links? Yeah, that'd be great. So, um, one, I wrote a book, and this is before she came, <laughs> called Let Your Dog Lead. And it's kind of my journey into a greater understanding of myself and how my dogs have helped me over my lifetime. I, I, I had some realizations after the death of my brother that just cracked me open to real. I realized I didn't want to be this angry guy anymore. So I wrote this book and I have a coaching practice and I do energy work and I do all these things to help other men come to a, a different place too. Oh, excellent. And if people want to find out more about that, where should they look? Yeah. So on, um, on my website is www.dogsandmen.com. Um, the book is a quick read. It's at uh, Amazon and Barnes and Noble. Again, it's Let Your Dog Lead. Um, on my website, there's, uh, there's, you know, you can click on Darby and it'll take you to a bunch of sh- other shows I've done and, um, you know, podcasts and other things. There's a, there's a link to the book in there and a little description about who I am or kind of where I come from and what I'm doing. Michael, it's been an absolute pleasure having a chat and hearing all about Indigo. I'm sure you are both going to have a wonderful, long time, good time together. We will. We will. She, she's doing a good job training me. So, <laughs> uh, Thank you very much again. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you very much for listening. I hope that you enjoyed the show. 
Thank you to our new listeners in Okolona in the US and in Munich in Germany. And like some of them may have experienced a friend telling them about this podcast, I'm hoping that you will also tell a friend about this podcast. Don't forget to like, share and subscribe on whatever platform you are listening to this on. And if you really want to, you can uh, leave a review. Also, don't forget, if you want to check out the Facebook group and make any comments or suggestions, that would be appreciated as well. Until next week, stay safe and remember, your dog is family. Thank you.